And so I'm going to pray as we open up. Father, we just thank you for the time that we had, Father. And we thank you for Dr. Savell and the word of excellence he sowed into our hearts. We receive it by faith. And then we just won't be hearers of it, but we doers of it. We speak life and strength and peace over him as he heads to, to Houston and, and being gone and on the road for the next uh, seven, day, seven to ten days ministering from here to the East Coast to the West Coast and everywhere in between. And we just speak strength over him, wisdom in and, and every area. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I, I just have just a short thing. I, I just knew in my heart I wanted him to be able to share predominantly what was in his, in his heart. You hear from me all the time. And it's interesting. I said, Lord, what do, you, what do you want me to deposit just real briefly into the hearts and, and about excellence? And it's interesting how, how through, through yesterday and, and this morning, how he just talked about the decision. You know, the decision of making a quality decision. You know, everything how Apostle Paul talked about this decision of excellence. And I want to go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Like I said, I don't have a whole lot to share. I say that, <laughs> but we'll see how we go here. And just to kind of close, close things out here. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, it says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. It's interesting, all of a sudden in the King James, it takes, it takes an object and it, makes, and it gives it the pronoun of, of his. So this object is a tree, and all of a sudden it's giving it to this object of it's a his. It's now it's personal. It's, 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 it's human. And so, so this tree represents you and I. And it says, either make the tree. You know, what you choose to make, what you, when you make something, it's a choice to do it. Either make the tree good or make the tree corrupt. You know, and so you're, a, a man is known or a tree is known by its fruit. And the word good here is this in the, Hebrew, in, in the Greek, it says this, excellent in its nature. Excellent in its nature. So, so when it says either make the tree good and its fruit good. So it's saying this, either make the tree excellent in its nature. The nature of something is its core. You know, you can't change someone's nature. It becomes who they are. If they were raised a certain way, their nature has become that, and it becomes the center of who they are. But yet, when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you became a new creation, and you're to take on a new nature. And so, my relationship with Jesus has now changed my old nature. Now, I'm not going to go into all that this morning, but, but understanding this, it's a choice in, in, in having good fruit. Sometimes we complain about the fruit that we have, but really asking ourselves, am I doing things to put myself in a position to have good fruit? You know, up, up until, you know, you are, you, we are a product of the choices that we made. You are where you are by the choices you made yesterday. I've experienced a lot of negative things in my life, but some of those things weren't, weren't other people's problems or other people's faults. Some of it was my own choices, right? And so, so here, what kind, of, what kind of fruit do you want to bear in your life? Go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Thank you, Father. Verse 10 says, and Dr. Sorrell read this last night, he says, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing 
being fruitful in every good work. So what you, you, you either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. A tree is known by his fruit. And here Paul says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. You know, it's a choice. It's a choice. This is about excellence. Excellence is a choice. Go to Philippians chapter 1. Look at verse 9. And the Amplified says this, And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight. You know, Dr. Savell talked about how the Apostle Paul constantly spoke to about pursuing this, follow this. And in this here, he says, he says that you may, it says that your love may abound yet more and more. And the word abound means to exceed in number and measure. It means to excel. It means to be preeminent, surpassing all others, or distinguished. So Paul is telling him here, he says in this that your love, that your love may abound. Your love may become, you may, love may excel. Your love may become distinguished. In its fullest development. Now look at the next verse. Verse 10, so that you may... So as my love abounds, then it tells me this, so that something may happen. So that you may learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value. Recognizing the highest and the best and distinguish the moral difference. So that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with heart sincere and certain and unsolid, you may approach the day of Christ and not stumble. You could read it this way. Abound in love so you can choose the things that have eternal value so that may be pure and without defect and your mind is untroubled till Christ comes. So as you bound in this love so that you can choose what is vital. You know, and that's for me is, is what Dr. Fell was dealing with. And just to kind of just... Just finish out with that aspect of choosing the things that are of eternal value. You know, sometimes we, we can get so focused on the temporary. We can get so focused on the, the everyday things, the busyness of life, the, the person that may have done us wrong, sports, you know, things that preoccupy our time. But here, he says, come to a place so that you can choose, so that you know what's vital. What's vital? What is something vital? It's something that's important. It's necessary to life. It's something necessary to success. And sometimes we choose the things that might not, might not be vital. But yet here, as we grow in God, as we abound in the love of God, as we know Him, we come to a place where we understand what's vital and we choose those things that are vital. That's the difference between a lot of people's success. You know, you know um, some people just want, want to, like he said, have great success. No one wants to fail in life. But your, where you're going to go in life is going to de- determine the things that you choose that are vital. It's like what he said, gaining in knowledge, growing and learning. Never stop educating yourself. Never stop pursuing God. You know, you know I got to where I am today because of the, the, just the decisions that I made. Say, God, I want to pursue you. I never pursued this. 
I never pursued a platform. I never pursued to want to preach. I didn't want to preach. I pursued Him. And it was pursuing Him and choosing those things that are vital. Choosing to serve. Choosing to serve the church. Choosing to serve other people. Choosing to serve Dr. Savell is what put me in position to operate in the life I operate in now. And so it's the things we choose that have eternal value that will cause us to go where God desires to go. Just a couple examples. Go to 2 Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2. Let me make this statement because this, this has to do with really how doctors are closed out. Your choices put you in position to be chosen. Let me say that. Your choices put you in position to be chosen. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. The Amplified, it says, So you, my son, be strong in the grace that is to be found in Christ Jesus. It's in, Paul calls Timothy his son. But yet it wasn't a son by birth. It was a son by choice. He chose, Timothy chose to bring himself under the Apostle Paul. He chose that position of surrender. He chose that position of servanthood. He chose that position of, Paul, I want to follow you like you follow Christ. And it put him in a position for Paul to choose him. Then then it says this, verse 2, And the instructions which you have heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit and entrust to reliable and faithful men who will be competent and qualified to teach others also. Now get this. So Timothy chose to live a life of excellence and Paul chose him. Then Paul turns around and says, now you choose faithful men so you can impart to. So in order for them to be faithful, they had to make choices to be faithful. Faithful is not something that's automatic. Actually, faithfulness is diametrically opposed to to the fallen nature. Faithfulness, just human nature... It is not it, it, faithfulness isn't isn't normal. <laughs> it's really in the world. Faithfulness isn't normal. It's totally against you know to the kingdom of God. It's because if if a man is left to himself apart from God, he's going to be selfish, and selfishness is going to choose him to be unfa- choose to for, he's going to choose unfaithfulness because that's that's the, a nature apart from God is selfish, and that's going to choose to be unfaithful. And here, so, so look at that. Paul says, hey, Timothy, impart to faithful men. So, so, so Timothy is going to have to choose people that chose to be faithful. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 6. So your choice has put you in position to be chosen. Don't ask the question, why haven't I been chosen? Just ask yourself, how do I put myself in a position to be choosable? <laughs> Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, 
whom you may appoint over this business. Brethren, you choose seven men of honest report. Honest report. The word honest report means approved and to be well thought of. So choose men that are approved and choose men that are well thought of. So if you're of honest report, then that means you had to make choices to be that kind of person. You see, see, it's your choices put you in a position to be chosen. So, so the thing is, is a choosing a life of excellence puts you in a position to be chosen to do greater works, to do greater things. It's not, God's not ever hindering us from doing great things. What happens is a lot of times we disqualify ourselves from the choices that we continue to make in life. But yet, I'm telling you, putting yourself in position to be chosen. So here they were looking for men that put themselves in position to be chosen. What if the Lord said, Pastor Justin, I want you to choose, I want you to choose 30 men and I want you to, I want you to bring them on staff. I want you to pay for everything that they have and, but, but look for these particular requirements. So the thing is, is you have to ask yourself, am I a person that God could use. I remember um, Rick Renner wrote a book, If God Were You, Would He Choose You? If you were God, would you choose you? It's a great book. <laughs> you know, it's one of those books where it's like, I don't like reading this. I don't want to read this. I don't want to read this. If God were you, would you choose you? Think about it. So be, be the man... Be the, be the man of God, the, the husband, the father, the employee, the business owner. Be the person that, hey, uh, that chooses a life of excellence because in that, you'll be chosen. Let me close with this. Deuteronomy 30. Like, I didn't want to preach to you long because I knew Dr. Savell was going to sow great word into us. And I just wanted to close it out with this solidifying, and this is what the Lord put in my heart, just solidifying this fact that your choices put you in position to be chosen. Choosing to live a life of excellence puts you in position to be chosen. You know, and that can, you know, and it's not just, it's, it's not just, I believe a lot of times, and you can take this for, and some people may not, may disagree with this, but I believe how things a lot of times look on the outside or what's going on the inside. I, I really, really b- believe that. You know, if, if, if it's chaotic on the inside, then it may be chaotic on the outside. If things aren't in order in, in your house, if, if things, your, your, your car looks a wreck on the inside and things are just thrown everywhere, then it may be a good, the good thing is I've heard it said this, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And sometimes we can put a show on in front of people. We can put our best foot forward and we can talk this way and we can talk that way. But inside, you know, you know where you're at on the inside. And, and, it's, and it's making those, those personal choices. And I'm telling you, the whole fact, you know, just, I just, just came up my heart. I remember just reading after this, in this book of Rick Renner, he also has a book called Are You Ready for a Spiritual Promotion? And it's similar, it deals with some similar things. But when he would hire someone and someone that applied to work for his ministry in Moscow, because he's been there for 30 years pastoring a church in Moscow, and he's, I believe, originally from Tulsa. And, and, and so he would, he would interview them and so forth, and he would show up at, his, at their home unannounced. 
knock on the door and, hey, I just want to come in and see how things are going. Because he knew, he goes, he goes I, I've, there, I, I'm, we have so much to do in the kingdom. We have so much to do. God wants us to do so much. I don't have time to waste. And so you can, you can put on a good show and for me and in, on an interview. You can come in. You can have your best clothes on. You can, you can look good. But I want to see how you live at home. I want to see how you live at home. I want to see if stuff is just thrown everywhere at home. Or what's it, what's it like at home? And I'm not talking about you have to have, you know, he wasn't talking about that you have to have a, live in a mansion and you have to have, this. he's in Moscow. This is, this was a, the, where the Cold War was. This is, this is, so it had nothing to do with that, but it had to do with the peace in the home. It had to do with, do you take care of what you do have? And, and so he would say, that's the type of man I want. Not just someone that's going to do, do good in front of me, but someone that this is how they live their life. And so it's these choices of excellence that cause us and cause God to choose you and bring promotion into your life. So let me close with this in Deuteronomy 30. Some of you know this. Verse 19 says, I call... Heaven and earth to witness this day against you. This is verse 19. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Everything. You know, say, oh, well, I, ch- I chose life. I chose Jesus. Well, yes. B- praise the Lord. But the thing is, is, is God wants us to experience success in every area of our life. If, if choosing life and death is a, is a big choice, how much are just daily choices that we make? I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose the thing that is excellent. Choose the thing that's excellent. Choose the thing that's of God. Choose the thing that's of righteousness. Choose the thing that's holy. Choose the thing that's going to bring blessing into your life, not the thing that's going to bring curse into your life. Right? And now this is really what I want you to want leave you with. That you and your descendants may live. That you and your descendants may live. Your choices don't just affect you. But they affect generations after you. Your choice of excellence will change your current family that have then in turn to change future generations. Your choice of excellence is not just, it's not for you, just for you. It's for you. It's for generations beyond you. Your daily choices affect your children, your daily choices, how, how you operate your finances affect your children. And, and you know, it's, I'm telling you, it's easy. We can be so just, just right now focused. But not, but not realizing that what I choose today can face a hundred years from now. Your choice of excellence is not just say, hey, I get promotion one day. No, your choice of excellence may save the next three generations. You know, I, I'm, the, I'm the first one in my, in my family that, that's, that's been, in, been in ministry. You know, and, and, and it's not to say that others, my, I, I never got to meet my, one of my grandfathers. He, he was, you know, they, they, some people say that he, he, he probably could have been a minister. He had such a heart for people, but he was an alcoholic. And he was murdered before I was born, you know, going through withdrawals. And, and a 15-year-old kid ended up murdering him. And, but because he couldn't get different things in his life 
under control. But yet, but yet the thing is, 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 is we have to get to a place where, where we make decisions for now. Because it will affect our children. It will affect our, our communities. What's, what we're experiencing in society today, you know, I believe in our schools, and you may argue with me, but 1963 when the Bible was taken out of schools, and I'm not saying a miracle was perfect at that time and did everything right at that time, but, but, but put it this way, teenage pregnancy has gone up 500% since 1963. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I go, I am bringing the statistics out, but, but the things that happen. So when you took out a word of excellence, what does it cause society to become? So the thing is, is we need God and, and it's in God that we become excellent and it's in God that we will affect generations after you. So your choice of excellence, I'm telling you, will affect generations beyond you. Not just right now, not just your, your job or your finances today, but generations after you. Amen. So this, this whole teaching on a spirit of excellence is, is not just a momentary message, That's right. but it's something that we as men of heritage of faith need to receive and we need to make the decision to walk in it. Yeah. And it allow us to affect us how we live at home, how we treat our spouses, how we raise our kids, how we operate in public, and how we serve in our local church. Amen? Amen. 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 Stand to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we we receive this mandate, Father, of excellence. We receive this mandate of excellence, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive this mandate of excellence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the grace, the grace to operate in excellence. Lord, that we wouldn't receive this message as a, a, a burden to carry. We wouldn't receive this message as something that we have to do in our mind, something that we have to work up in our flesh. But we do it, Father, by yielding to the grace of God and the work of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that your word is spirit in its life. Meaning it's a, it's a word that quickens us. It's a word that empowers us. And so, Father, help us today not just to be inspired to live with a spirit of excellence, Father, but Holy Spirit, I ask you, the spirit of grace, to instruct us. Holy Spirit, you, you were sent to show us things to come, so I believe that you can reveal steps to us on how we can be excellent, adjustments that we need to make. To become excellent. Adjustments that we need to make. Choices that we need to make. Father, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So I I declare no burden, no heavy bondage on any person feeling like they, they don't measure up or they are condemnation and that they haven't been in a spirit of excellence. Lord, but, but no, we receive the challenge to, this weekend. We receive the word this weekend. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to, to help each one of us. Reveal to us, speak to us. Then when we start to do those things, as Dr. Savell said, things that aren't profitable. Yes. Reveal to us those things that we, those choices and things that we need to let go.
Show us, Father, where, where we need to step it up in, in, in our home. Step it up and when it comes to disciplining our children. Stepping it up when, when it pertains to, to caring and serving our spouse. Show us where we need to step it up in our job, in our business, in our workplace. Where, maybe where we procrastinate, where we've been lazy. Holy Spirit, I, I ask you to reveal that to us. And I just thank you, Lord, for just an inner, uh, just an inner strength, Father, to, to just, a, just equipping us with the grace to do the word. Grace to do the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for grace to do what we've been talking about. Thank you, Father. Just place your hand on the person on the left and your right. Just pray over them. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, I thank you that we're coming up. We're coming up in excellence. We're coming up in excellence. Oh, our person in our, on our left and right, they're coming up in excellence. Excellence. Excellence is rising. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excellence is rising. Excellence is rising. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. As excellent rises, I thank you that we're stepping into greater things. We're stepping into greater opportunities. Hallelujah. As Dr. Savelle gave us that word this past Sunday, new doors of opportunity to bring about supernatural increase. And Father, I believe that some of those new doors, those new doors to bring increase have to do with us rising in excellence. Hallelujah. As we step into excellence, a spirit of excellence, I thank you that new doors are opening. New doors are opening. New doors are opening. New doors are opening. Hallelujah. New doors. New doors. New doors. Hallelujah. New doors. Thank you, Father. New doors. Hey, new doors. New doors. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. New doors. Thank you, Father. New doors. Hallelujah. New doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. New doors. New doors. Hallelujah. New wisdom. Wisdom. New wisdom on how we take care of our physical bodies. New wisdom on how we eat. Hallelujah. New wisdom, Father, on how we take care of our homes. New wisdom. New wisdom. New wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Excellence is rising. Excellence. Excellence. The men of heritage are excellent men. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Excellent men. Hallelujah. Excellent men. Hallelujah. Thank you for excellent men. Hallelujah. Thank you that this community is being changed because excellent men. Excellent men. Hallelujah. This community is being changed. Heritage of faith is changing Crowley and Fort Worth because of excellent men. Excellent men. Excellent men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Stepping into their purpose. Stepping into their destiny. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Excellent. Excellent. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Look in a room full of excellent men. Excellent men. In Philippians 1, he says, Paul says this. He says, he says this, he who began a good work. A good work. That good work means useful and beneficial. He that chose a, began a useful and a beneficial work will complete it. Thank you, Father. Amen. So grateful that you're part of this team. You're so part of, part of our church family. Grateful for each one of you. I'm glad you took time out of your, your weekend to, to be here.